You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. precious blood of Jesus Christ that washes away our sin hallelujah and it's still powerful hallelujah we thank you Jesus oh we worship you Hallelujah. We're so grateful for the Lord Jesus Christ, for what He has done for us, His precious blood. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm, thank you, Jesus. There's something about the blood of Jesus Christ. Everything we sing that song, hallelujah, the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm, if we only realize what He has done for us, amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for leading us to worship Heritage Choir. Amen. They did a great job. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Amen. So, um, so uh, tonight, uh, so you can see pastor's not around, so we continue to pray for him. Uh, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity to stand behind this pulpit, I want to honor Pastor Carter, Sister Carter, for allowing me to be here tonight. Also, Brother Robertson, I want to honor him. Thank you, Jesus. Also, my wife. Amen. So, uh, without further delay, I would like to bring your attention in the word of the Lord. Amen. Jesus is here tonight. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. His presence is among us tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Turn your attention in the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 25 to 26. <clears throat> Everybody found it? Say amen. Amen. Acts, chapter 16, verse 25, the Bible says, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. In verse 26, And suddenly... There was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds or bands were loosed. Amen. So uh, tonight I want to speak to you that is entitled 1159. 1159. Amen. 11:59. Let's pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We're so thankful once again for your presence, oh God. Lord, we honor you and we bless you, Jesus. God, I pray tonight, God, I pray and I ask for your anointing. Let your will be done, God, and let your word be a blessing, a strength, Lord, to those who will hear your voice, oh God. I thank you in advance for what you're about to do, Lord, among us. We give you praise and we give you glory. I pray and I ask in Jesus mighty name everybody shout amen. amen amen shall we clap our hands to the lord one more time let's honor him hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah you may be seated amen one of the most misunderstood thing about god is his timing 
Human beings usually question God about His ways. We question about His methods. We question about the process of God. And this is true usually when we pray. When we pray and, and the answer seems sometimes doesn't come when we needed it the most. We try to analyze and calculate and hypothesize every reasoning we can think of. Every angles of the situation that we can look to. And we come up by saying none of it makes sense. And we, you know, we try to figure out and then we get offended. This is also why some of the Christians got offended and discouraged and even backslide. Because of God's timing or worse, there are some people that would decide just to not believe in God and be an atheist. Not because they have proof that there is no God. And actually, there's a lot of evidence for us to see that tells us that there is a creator. Wherever you look, wherever you look outside the, creator, uh, the, the nature, even we, we look in, our, in ourselves as a human being, as a body, you know, you, there's always a proof that there is a creator and there's God. Than to discredit that God, you know, discredit God's existence. Otherwise, these people will use some sarcastic questions and throw at it at you. Just for example, you'll hear people say, "If there's a God, then why?" Or questions like, "If God really exists, how come?" Those kind of stuff. You will hear, you know, a lot of people asking those questions. They became an atheist because. They choose not to believe and acknowledge Him due to the circumstances that happen in their lives. Those questions are rooted from life's experiences that's related to God's timing. They're having a hard time, they're having a grasp of, you know, of God's existence because, God, you are too late. Where are you? Where have you been Where I, when I needed you the most? But the Bible already told us that in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9, the Bible says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That's why no matter how we try to figure out things in our life, we always end up being offended and discouraged because, you know, we are on a different wavelength in God. And for this reason, we have to realize that we must operate in God's timing and not only on our own timing. We have to learn, you know, the seasons in our lives. In the Philippines, we have two seasons, hot and hotter. <laughs> Here in Canada, there's four seasons, summer, fall, winter, and spring. But I learned here in New Brunswick, actually, there's only two seasons. You know what it is? It? What is it? Winter and construction. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> 
you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, but with God, there is a fifth season. Not only summer, fall, winter, spring, all the stuff. The fifth season is called due season. Hallelujah. We may think that God is late. You may think that God has forgotten about you or God doesn't care about you. But let me tell you tonight, church, God will fulfill His word and His promises in due season. Hallelujah. In His own timing. You got to keep on preaching, church. We got to keep on teaching, keep on laboring, keep on praying, keep on praising God, keep on worshiping Him. Because in due season, ye shall reap if ye faint not. That's what Paul said. Apostle Paul said. In other words, don't be discouraged. Don't give up, church. Don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. Don't, don't, go, don't go back, but go forward. Because God's due season is coming on your way. Hallelujah. In th- in th- uh, when, when it regards to God's timing, we can see in, in, the, in the story where Jesus intentionally went on the fourth day when Lazarus died. Martha said, Lord, if you were here, my brother had not died. You know the story in the book of John. In other words, Martha was saying that, Lord, you were late. You are late. You're too late. It's already dead. It's already been past three days because, you know, we all know that uh, in, in, in their time, like the, the, the body that uh, has just passed away, the, 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 the body starts to do the, the decomposition process. And, you know, in, 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 in science or whatever, like it's hard for it to, to be revived, like it's too late. But God, but Jesus Christ came on the fourth day on purpose. He showed up on the fourth day because Jesus wants to defy the societal norms on that day. He went above the cultural expectations and broke the laws of science because he wants to declare and to tell the people i am the life i am the resurrection and the life there's nothing that is impossible to me you may think i'm already late but i have come here because i want to show you my power that i can do things that you think it seems impossible in john chapter 11 verse 4 when jesus heard that about martha saying lord you're late When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. The things that we are enduring right now has a purpose. Whether it may be a physical sickness, emotional stress, financial situation, family matters, no matter what it is. There is a purpose on the things that have been happening on our life. There is a bigger picture that we need to see and understand of what is happening right now. It may offend us. It may disappoint us. It may discourage us and question God about His process. But one thing is for sure, church. He is an on-time God. He is an on-time God. Hallelujah. He knows what He is doing. This sickness 
is not unto death but for the glory of God. The situation you are in right now, you'll never know. Hallelujah. God's using that for His glory. He wants to show His power through that situation, through that sickness, through that stress and challenges in your life. But sometimes, we may not understand that. We sometimes sing a song, show us your glory. We even pray those words. And then, when God responds and says, I will show you my glory, but it will be through your pain. It will be through the difficulty you are in right now. And because we don't realize what we are really saying, all of a sudden we start to back out. I think I'm not in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just a kind of, you know, didn't really mean it, Lord, type of thing. We also pray, Lord, make me more like you. Have you pray prayed something like that along that line? Lord, make me more like you. And, you know, when we, when, we, when we pray those words, in, our, in the back of our mind, what we are thinking is sometimes, Lord, I want to be like you, that, you know, like the performing of the miracles, signs and wonders and miracles in preaching and traveling and operates in the gifts of the Spirit and power and all those stuff. But what about when God says, yes, I will make you more, you know, I will make you more like me. But through misunderstanding. Rejection, dis disappointment, and ego are our ego being hurt so that the fruit of the Spirit can have its way in your life. The same thing when we ask God for anointing. Have you heard also prayed about that? God, anoint me. Ask for your anointing. We need to be anointed, church. And yes, God will anoint us. But when the process of crushing takes place, then we complain about it. Because the anointing oil, the process of it takes crushing. But sometimes we are, you know, we, we don't realize those stuff, uh, those stuff. And then when God, you, you know, do His process, we, we don't like it. Nobody likes being crushed. But that's God answering our prayer. Anointing. Anointing. God may sometimes mold the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit in us first, and then expose us into the gifts of the Spirit. Before we ask for you know, the power and the revival and all those stuff, we have to prepare for, for, for ourselves to receive what God wants to pour out in our lives. God will also sometimes stretch out our faith, church. And patience. Abraham and Sarah got to the point that they became impatient God because God's been taking so long to fulfill His promise unto them. Can you imagine 25 years in waiting before Isaac really came? Man, I've been waiting for five years since to get my wife here, and I'm already like losing, almost losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, church, like waiting is not fun. You don't know when it's going to happen. You're just like, Lord, <laughs> anytime. But for Abraham and Sarah, 25 years it took 
before we, that, that the promise really came. And they were, plus they were really old. Like, it's just impossible. They start to think, you know, other ways. That's where everything happened about Ishmael and all those stories, right? We all know that. But I have a theory about why, to why God actually prolonged Isaac's birth. You know, if you really analyze that situation, we can read that Isaac finally came and then he matured and then eventually married his wife, Rebecca. You know the story. So the question is, who is Rebecca? Now, Rebecca is the granddaughter of Nahor. Nahor. Nahor is Abraham's brother. Okay? Nahor and, and Abraham, they are sibling. So, if Isaac came a little bit early, when God promised a son to Abraham, Isaac would have met other women by the time Rebekah was born, and Esau and Jacob may not happen. And the story we knew in the Bible would have been different. You see what I'm trying to say here? There is a timing. I'm not saying this is what, you know, but this is just my, uh, my theory to why God prolonged it. So that Isaac and Rebekah would have met in the same path. God may possibly delay that. That's the purpose. Could be. So that Rebecca and Isaac would met in the right place at the right time. Abraham and, I, and Sarah may not understood it at the moment. But God is preparing greater things more than the present situation that they had. It may look like a delay to us right now because of us waiting. But actually, it is a divine setup for the things to come. Are you, are you in a situation or are you in a season right now where you're waiting for your miracle? Where you're waiting for the promise of God and it seems like it's taking so long? It seems like everything's going against you. It's taking, like there's a lot of delays that have been happening. You gotta trust God in those moments. Because God may have been preparing for greater things ahead of you. Don't just look on the present situation, but learn how to see the bigger picture of what God is doing in your life. In the book of Acts chapter 16, we read that Paul and Silas was thrown into the prison after Paul cast out the demon that's the story in the book of Acts 16 Paul was preaching with Silas and then they end up meeting with a woman a slave woman like a fortune teller and all those stuff and Paul was annoyed by her by her and then she just he just cast out the demon out of her and because of that the business owner the masters of that slave lady they they ruined the, the business. They don't have a business anymore. And that's what happened. In short, Paul and Silas was beaten. They were, they were uh, you know, they, they received a complaint and they end up being beaten up and then thrown into the prison. And the Bible said that it's not just a regular prison. 
The Bible described it as the inner prison. And inner prison, as to we have more, uh, like you're more familiar of the word dungeon. Like they're really in the most secure location where they can hold the prisoner. You can imagine being thrown in the dungeon. The miserable place that is in utter darkness. Lack of ventilation. There's no light and there's no air. And because of that, there's this heat plus the stench that lingers of whatever it's in there. In that place. Can you imagine a horrible place to be in? And sometimes when we read the, the, the fine print in the scriptures, we read it and sometimes we miss the emotional part of it. And I think this encounter by Paul and Silas also gave them an emotional stress. I'm not sure about you, but like you've been doing the work of God, preaching and evangelizing and all this stuff. You've been doing the will of God and all that you receive is just being punished, beaten up, put into prison. I think you, you, you experience emotional stress too. You know, you're in your mind, Lord, I'm just obeying the will of God. This is what you told me to do. I'm doing the ministry. I'm fulfilling your call. And after all the labor and hard work, in return, this is all I get. Does that sound fair? Sometimes things is not fair. Paul and Silas are still human. They have feelings. David, though we know he was a king, he is a soldier, a tough person. You can read, but you can read it many times in the book of Acts, uh, in the book of Psalms, where he was crying to God, asking God. He was he he, he, he described all the emotions that a human can can feel, all the spectrum of of emotion, the disappointment, while he was on the run away from the king's soul. Even Jesus. Jesus said at the cross, my God, my God, why thou hast forsaken me? I know that that's a prophetic utterance that was quoted in the book of Acts. But Jesus mentioned this because I believe it was his feeling at that moment. He felt that tremendous and intense rejection. So I guess it's safe to assume that Paul and Silas did somehow felt emotional in the book of Acts chapter 16. That would have been the perfect time to ask God for immediate deliverance. Would you think? But in those kind of situations, God has a purpose. God has a purpose in those kind of stuff. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25, at that midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. When we find ourselves in those kind of situations, in the darkest moment of our lives, there's one thing I learned from Paul and Silas, is the response that I can do in this kind of situation, is to pray and sing praises unto God. Sing praises unto God. But sometimes... We only sing songs of praises and worship to God when things are convenient. 
when things are happy, when things are, you know, uh, uh, beneficial to us. But what about when things go rough in our lives? Are we still be able to sing praises unto Him? Are we still be able to call upon Him and pray? But this, this is what they did when they found the situation at the prison. They prayed and sang praises. Where everything seems hopeless. It's too late. You find yourself on the edge. You're holding in your last thread. And they are in their darkest hour of their life. But at midnight, even in at midnight, there is hope. Tonight, I have come tonight to preach to you and tell you, you may end up in your situation in the darkest moment of your life, but I have here to come to declare to you that there is hope in your situation. It's not yet the end, church. Hallelujah. God has a plan. Hallelujah. You got to see the full picture of what God wants to do over your life. You got to trust the process. We know that God will show up and He will show Himself strong. Amen. He will show Himself strong. And this is the crazy part. While I was reading, after the earthquake and all the commotions that have been happening, the jailer thought, after that earthquake, you know, the jailer thought that all the prisoners have escaped. And that he was about to commit suicide. And during their time, if you're a jailer, if you fail to do your duty and prisoners did happen to escape under your watch, then you are in trouble with your supervisor. And the punishment is not only you, but also your family. Because of your negligence of your duty, you are going to suffer. And not only you, but your entire family. And because he was scared that they're going to go after his family, that's why he was quick to grab his knife and just want to end his life so that he can spare his family. But God has a purpose and right timing with everything. And God reversed the possible outcome. And instead of his entire family getting in trouble, when we read the following verses there, his household were baptized and were saved. God has a purpose. You may end up being in prison in your darkest night, but God has a prison. You'll never know. Out of that situation, people will get healed. People will be blessed by your testimony. People will get saved and baptized. You'll never know. Hallelujah. You just have to keep on going. Hallelujah. And trust God. You just have to trust God. And Paul said in verse 28, but Paul cried with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. We are still here. And when I read this verse, there's something that God kind of like just put a oomph in your spirit. When I read that, say we are all here. If you realize after everything that they have gone through, the suffering, the mental stress, the punishment, now they have the opportunity to escape. And God just spoke into my spirit. There will be times and opportunity for you to leave and just take shortcuts. 
There will be some opportunity that when that happens, you can just leave and quit and say, I gotta go. But you gotta learn to stay and say, I'm still here. Hallelujah. You may have the choice to walk away church or just quit, but there's going to be something in your spirit and say, I'm still here. After all the situation that I've gone through, after all the sickness that I've gone through, after the situation and the hardship that I've gone through, there's going to be something in your spirit and declare and say, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still showing up. I'm still worshiping. I'm still praising God. I'm still here. We're not going anywhere. No matter what life situation will happen. I'm still here. We're still going to show up. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. Hallelujah. There's going to be something in your spirit. Hallelujah. And you're just going to keep on going back up. When life's hitting you so hard and you fall, there's something in you that you're going to rise up and stand. Hallelujah. You're going to still stand as you serve God. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 and 8, We are troubled on every side, yet you're not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not a promise that you're not going to have a challenge in your life, but when the challenges come into your life, I'm still standing. I'm still worshiping. I'm still showing up. Hallelujah. I'm not perplexed. I'm not distressed. I'm not despair. I'm not destroyed, but you're going to come out out of your situation hallelujah being victorious hallelujah hallelujah god will show up because he is faithful to his word and promises you may be in your 1159 where you are on the th on the on the edge hallelujah but god is on time He's going to show up. You got to trust Him. Don't give up, church. You may be praying for a, for a prayer request for so long. And it seems like God hasn't heard you. But I've come to tell you, God has heard you. And He's going to answer you. You just have to have enough faith and trust and believe that He is going to fulfill His promise to you on time. May not be on your time and your own expectation. But it's going to happen because He doesn't lie. He is true to His word church hallelujah just hold on a little longer hallelujah hold on to the promises of god hold on to his word you may be waiting for your miracle or for an answer i may not answer everything of your questions but i only think oh, this only thing that i uh, that i know is god is on time hallelujah god heard you and he will answer he will answer church he will answer he will answer. He will answer, church. Hallelujah. We've been singing songs every Sunday and said, you know, I sought the Lord and He heard me. Hallelujah. The Bible said, it's, it's quoted directly in the scripture where David said that I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Hallelujah, you may have that fear in your heart, in your life right now. Hallelujah, but there's a, hallelujah, there is hope in your situation because He hears you and He will deliver you out of your fear. Hallelujah, hallelujah, God heard you. Hallelujah, 
You got to be ready. Brother Robertson preached this uh, last Sunday morning about the miracle God. Hallelujah. is about to fulfill his miracle over your life. Your miracle is on your way. Hallelujah. Your miracle is on your way. You're going to reap, hallelujah, the things that you have sown, all the effort, all the labor you have done to the Lord. Hallelujah. You're going to see the blessing. Hallelujah. Just hold on. If you faint not, if you faint not, young church, hallelujah, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Hallelujah. Don't faint. Hallelujah. Because you will reap in due season. In due season, hallelujah. Shall we all stand tonight, church? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God is not late. God is not late, church. He is an on-time God. He knows what He's doing. Hallelujah, just believe. Hallelujah, out of your situation. Amen, God's going to get His glory. Amen, it is for the glory of God. He will show Himself strong. Hallelujah, hallelujah. For just a moment, hallelujah, let's... Let's 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 uh, take that word, Hallelujah. Be be uh, be be singing into our lives, Hallelujah. Let's ponder upon the word of the Lord for just a moment, Hallelujah. If there's some music that I could ask to play, Hallelujah. We're gonna worship the Lord, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Let there be a, let there be a response. To the word of God. I know this is a midweek Bible study. Hallelujah. But I'm just obeying what God has laid in my heart. Hallelujah. I don't usually shout hallelujah like this on Wednesday. Hallelujah. But I'm here. Amen. Because I need to minister to somebody right now. You may be on the edge. You may be waiting for something from the Lord. Hallelujah. But I'm just here to tell you. God has heard you. God has heard you. He knows your situation. He knows every tears that you cry in the wee of the night. Hallelujah. He, he knows that. Every, every pain, every hurt, every discouragement. Hallelujah. Just hold on. Hallelujah. Don't let go in the promise of God. Hallelujah. He's going to show up and He's going to show Himself strong. He's going to minister to you. He's going to heal you. He's going to bless you. He's going to restore you. Hallelujah. He's going to pour out this blessing on you. Just hold on to His promises. Just hold on to His promises. Hallelujah. 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 What better way that we can respond to the word is just to worship. I'd like to open the altar tonight. Hallelujah. I want you to come into the altar and just let go of that burden. Hallelujah. Let go of that worries. Let go of that, hallelujah, that bitterness. Let go of the things that you've been wearing you lately. Hallelujah. Let go of, let go and put it on the altar. Hallelujah. Let that be an offering to God. Let it go. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus said, if you are weary, if you are tired, He said, He's inviting you, come unto me. There's an invitation from the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are weary and if you are tired, come unto me. Hallelujah. Because He will give you rest. He will give you rest. He will give you rest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been carrying that for so long in your shoulder. But God says, I want to give you rest. Hallelujah. I want to come 
comfort too. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It is the comforter. Hallelujah. He will be sent in His name. Hallelujah. 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 I know this is wicked Bible study. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm not going to fulfill. Amen. My assignment if I'm not going to do this. Amen. Just come into the altar. Hallelujah. Just let go and surrender that to God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just talk to Him. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.